4: Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer
1: and Mike Harmon.
5: It's week two of the NFL season. Get Mike at Swollen Dome. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. Our executive producer is Ryan Bershinger. You can hit him up at Ryan Bershinger. And fellas, let's just start with what we saw on Thursday night. Vikings and Eagles. Uh, My quick 30-second takeaway is, hey, Kirk Cousins Have another day. I don't care that they're 0-2. There seems to be something with Minnesota not running the football. The addition of Jordan Addison no longer uh, having Adam Thielen there has been a bit of a boost to Minnesota. And if they keep continuing to turn the ball over, it means Kirk Cousins is going to have to continue (laughs) to throw the football. So even at a Vikings loss, I guess I come into today bullish on Kirk Cousins.
4: Yeah, they can't run the football. Uh, Anybody that has shares of Madison – Right now you're scared. You're very scared. He's going to be unplayable until he proves uh, otherwise. They just abandon it altogether. And then winging the ball around downfield, you actually have a guy that can get downfield. Addison, instead of Thielen, becoming that uh, set-up, post-up kind of player. Even Osborne had his opportunities. He dropped a couple, but eventually got his touchdown. Justin Jefferson, I know fans are uh, salty because he gave away, uh, or at least a, a completion down to the one. How the rest of that possession goes at the end of the half, I don't know. The target the catches, the receptions all going to be there week after week for you. Exciting. I'm more concerned on the other side for the passing game of Philadelphia. Uh, we ber- talked about it a lot in the preview episodes, fellas, about the new O.C. with Steichen gone and, and whether that could work right away. You had a couple of busted plays, Devontae Smith one-on-one, but otherwise it became a, all right, let's just run the ball down their throats, uh, which I don't know that anybody would have seen coming in, in terms of how the Minnesota defense had been so civ-like against uh, opposing passing games.
6: Yeah, one thing I uh, I noticed, and, and Dan, we talked about it before the game yesterday, is in one of my guillotine leagues, I started to overthink this idea of playing Kirk Cousins last night, uh, because for, uh, for one, I was biting at this uh, the, the old narrative of Kirk Cousins in a primetime game, um, but I was also looking at, I had Baker Mayfield on my bench, and after watching what Jordan Love did to the Bears last week, I'm thinking, there could be solid production here. But per your advice, I stuck with what was tried and true. You would have made the decision yourself, right? <laughs> I, true. I, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah.
4: Dan, a sandwich. But <laughs> but, that's but, the way it works. but
6: we talked through it, and you agreed that it wasn't crazy for me to think about starting Baker Mayfield. But especially in a guillotine league, you want to play things safe. Just go with the more secure bet of Kirk Cousins. And and something that I did forget when I was breaking down this idea was also that Mac Jones through against the eagles like crazy the week before so i think what last night also did prove is that starting quarterbacks against the eagles is suddenly a very prosperous idea something to watch for with uh prescott
5: and daniel jones in that division i'll just say this and make the final word on this game huge night for deandre swift on thursday i think it's his best game of the season i just if Kenneth Gainwell comes back, I don't think Rashad Penny's going to have much value. Uh, but that trio of Gainwell, Scott and Swift, I know it was a huge night, but I just don't see that sort of volume coming again just for DeAndre Swift. I think he maxed out if there was a time to sell high, because, heck, you could buy low after week one. But I think if you wanted to sell high on DeAndre Swift, I say that now is the opportunity to do so. Just don't see a repeat performance. All right, there's our recap of Vikings-Eagles. Let's get to Harmon's rankings. That's why you really came here. Your top five players at the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver positions. Mike, let's start out with the signal callers. Who are your top five quarterbacks for week two of the NFL season?
4: I always wonder if I should just caveat uh, caveat like I used to do columns. It's like I'm not talking about the obvious three or four guys, uh, but for the purposes of top five deals, we need to. Uh, Mahomes at Jacksonville. Uh, I'm looking for a scoring fest in this one. I know Chris Jones is back and he's saying that Travis Kelsey has them all hooked up for the ne- next leg of the Taylor Swift tour. I don't know if that's true or not, but it makes for fun fodder for me. So uh, victory all along. Remember, Mahomes still had opportunities as long as Kadarius Tony remembers is stick him this time around. Josh Allen against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, just an overall Allen stat, three or more turnovers uh, in a game. The next time he's come out, he's won five straight games with a passer rating over 100. So looking for him to get right here and whatever ills. And Stephon Diggs is going to play angry. Mad at reporters. Uh, And then you got, it's like Deion Sanders. Everybody's just poking bears, man. What are we doing anymore? Uh, Justin Herbert going up against Tennessee. I don't know that they'll ever play any defense, so let's just start anybody that's in a Chargers uniform time and time again. Justin Herbert making it happen uh, on the road here against Tennessee. Trevor Lawrence on the other side of that game against Kansas City. Uh, Yeah, the Ridley ETN and company are for real. And then we got one guy we'll talk about a little bit later about opportunities for him. And then finally, Dan, I hate to do it, but Jared Goff, uh, over 250 with the two scores uh, in week one, looking for him uh, to double up and to have uh, continued success downfield. If nothing else, uh, the... Week one, they kind of show a little bit of restraint in the passing game at times. Reynolds was your big target. Uh, I think we see more of the other band of Merriman this week.
5: Don't worry about it, Mike. Wait till you hear my give me one reason to start or bench a guy. who oh, okay. will have more on, on that game. I will say I do also expect a Josh Allen bounce back like you. I think that the, the Jets have given him problems over the last couple of years. I don't think that this was a carryover. Now if he has a problem with the Raiders – it's a bigger story. Yeah. I just the Jets D though they they stymied him last year in the game in in New York. They did it in Week One. If he doesn't break out against the Raiders, then we have problems. But I think that he does. Those are
2: just quickly yeah.
4: though, Dan with with Josh Allen in in Week One. A couple of those interceptions like were almost like punts, mm-hmm. right to Whitehead straight down the middle of the field like fifty yards. Uh, it was like he was in the street yelling "Punt check!" Like you did when you were playing as a kid. Yes. As opposed to, hey, he tried to fit it in somewhere. It was like, all right, go make a play or don't. Just make a tackle if the guy catches the ball.
5: I was shocked at times to see two Jets defenders when he would (laughs) – yeah, he would chuck it downfield. Right. Because you don't see 40 yards downfield when he's throwing the ball. So you're wondering, man, is someone just wide open he's because right. he scrambled? I'm like, wait, what is he seeing? <laughs> like, just, even yeah, the 100%. ref looks like a Jets defender. Like, like there would be three guys down there. What are you doing? Uh, but I do think he bounces back against the Raiders. If you listen to an earlier episode this week, I like the Bills in Survivor Pools, so uh, the Bills would be my pick this week. Also, because I don't think you can trust Buffalo, by the way, in other matchups. That's why I think like in a week where you think they're for surely going to get a win, I would say not so fast, my friend. But uh, this week I do think that they get the victory. So use the Bills, and then you don't have to worry about them the rest of the year. All right, let's get to the running backs. Your top five tailbacks for Week Two of the NFL season.
4: Rebound, Giants as well. Uh, perfect spot on the road at Arizona. Saquon Barkley, a healthy workload. They're supposed to be tanking, right? And the the Giants have to be better than Washington, don't they? Don't they? I'm trying to talk myself into this because I'm still... uh, I I tried to ask Jay Glazer on our show, uh, Smith and I. I go, what the hell happened with the Giants-Steelers? and And there was an uncharacteristic pause from Jay. And he's like, it's a long season. I can't do it after week one. I'm like, yeah, let let me do that for you. Uh, Derek Henry going up against the Chargers because Dan, Brian, you, uh, you two, me, whoever is is running with great success against this squad once again. uh, Steady dose of Derrick Henry. They, they don't defend. Brandon Staley was hard... To coach defense. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has owned the Rams in his career. Over 500 total yards, four touchdowns in three games played, opportunity knocks, uh, and I think he's cashing in. Bijan Robinson, the love fest continues. I'm all starry eyed, even though I love me some Tyler Algier, and I think he still leeches into that workload in a big way. But going up against the Green Bay front, I think we see him a little more in the passing game, uh, and then he's off to the races. And finally, uh, Hayward's out. For a while with the groin injury, we always have to commemorate guys that go down with the groin injury here on I Want Your Flex. Uh, Nick Chubb going up against Pittsburgh. Opportunity for uh, for Cleveland to start 2-0, and guys. Can you can you fathom that? I think we were all like, well, you were a zygote, Bursch. I, I think <laughs> Dan and I were both like 10 years old running around <laughs> our backyards when that last happened.
5: <laughs> crazy, crazy. The Browns and their white uniforms that they're gonna be wearing yeah, on Monday night. Maybe that's why they're they're just not gonna look like the Cleveland Browns. <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh yeah i don't i don't know what that's like i don't uh <laughs> i don't i don't know what a uh a good browns team is other than like the Derek anderson year the uh, outside of that like <laughs> i, was I just got nothing it the singular yeah <laughs>
5: and i took braylon edwards in the first run of our draft the next year it pained me especially Aww. him c- coming from michigan but i thought hey great value what after he had like 17 touchdowns the year prior yeah. Oh, man, what a what a pain. I will say this on your rankings. The Derrick Henry situation, uh, I agree with, because Mike Vrabel even said after their game against the, uh, the Saints that Henry's snap count would be an outlier. He only played 30 snaps, got 15 carries in that game against the Saints, but uh, only played 30 snaps in that game. That's likely to change and likely to change this week against the Chargers can't go down oh, uh, 0 and 2 to start this well, season.
4: Well, five field goals in week one, so uh, get those hopefully uh, a lot of ice and stretching there. Sure. But let, let me let me just mention that because you, you bring up Vrabel and, and comments. After week one have you ever heard uh, players and coaches just so open about their dissatisfaction and anger at certain people and situations? Austin Eckler calling out effort and coaches in uh, <laughs> some radio work he did this week. Vrabel calling out Tannehill. Justin Fields talking about the conservative play calling in Chicago. DJ J. Moore, two targets. Uh, just keep going on down the line. I was like, wow, people are just teeing off left and right. What the hell's in the water?
5: Yeah, considering it's a long, long season. Man, <laughs> making it even longer for some of these guys. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the doldrums of camp. I'm not sure. Or maybe it's just today's kids.
4: Oh, there it is. Yeah.
5: Today's kids. Kids these days. You yeah, wouldn't hear old, Lindy filter Infante filter. doing this to his players.
4: You got a Lindy and yeah. Infante reference. There How about that? There you go. Look them up, kids, on the Wikipedia.
5: Oh. Uh, all right, let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the wide receivers. Mike's top five wide receivers heading into Week Deuce. All
4: right, Stephon Diggs against Las Vegas. I'm gonna do my double up stack play here uh, that he gets fed. Uh, angry this week, had a couple of opportunities uh, Week One, but looking for a bigger workload, bigger uh, opportunity. Uh, Calvin Ridley going up against Kansas City. Uh, I think it's for real, guys. Uh, the the comeback uh, after the year away and we can get into all the Debates of how long you should be Suspended for gambling, whatever, it doesn't matter He's in a Jaguars uniform, you talk about the Ultimate buy low uh, opportunity For a squad, uh, surprise it wasn't The Eagles, aren't we? No um, Anyway, number three, Tyreek Hill Going up against New England, they may double team him, they may Triple team him, he's still going to find the ball Somehow out of motion, at some point I want to get do the great review, we're going to Talk about the offensive linemen and what they're doing In terms of getting that extra half step Is Tyreek Hill starting to do the uh, Canadian Football League, running towards the line of scrimmage kind of thing uh, that gives him that extra half step. I don't know. Uh, Bill Belichick will scheme it up all he wants. He'll still get a feast. Uh, Chris Olave going up against Carolina. I'm not a Derek Carr guy. I'm just not, but I'm not playing meaningful games in week 16 or 17 right now. So I don't have to worry about it here. He can wing it around freely. And as much as I like the Carolina defense overall, uh, looking for a to make some plays downfield and then a bounce back effort. I don't think they're all the way back after a deplorable week one uh, effort, but looking for Jamar chase uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals uh, to get some traction against Baltimore, Baltimore already with a veritable mash unit uh, running across the other track. Coming out of Week One, I thought we were going to be healthy because we didn't have to play all the. Pre- no, every injury list we could do a two-hour podcast just reading names.
5: I, by the way, I do think that Tyree Kill is cheating, so I do think that he is going <laughs> towards the line of scrimmage on a lot of those motion plays.
4: See, I'm not alone. No, no. Because I, I kept watching replays of this. I'm like, all right, that's a step. But I think a bunch of teams are, are, are really starting to take advantage of, all right, we're getting loose. Like, my kid plays tra- travel soccer, right? And, and you have the throw-in. When they were little, it was really a, a disciplined thing that they would enforce. Nope, bad throwing. Nope, you got to keep your feet. No, you can't run 20 yards before throwing the ball. Now it's kind of like nobody gives a damn. You could start from you know right by the flag at one end and, and throw the ball at about midfield and generally they don't stop it. I, I feel like we're getting into the same thing in terms of motion before a play is snapped away.
5: Yeah, there's more guys. CD Lamb kind of does it with Dallas as well, although I think he's gotten busted on it. I I have CD Lamb in a fantasy uh, dynasty league, and so I think at times last year I saw him get nailed, but. I know Tyreek Hill does it, just up to the ref, just like we saw in week one with the Chiefs. It's up to the refs to call it. Those are Mike Harmon's top five quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. Don't worry, we got more players to talk about, your hot plays, cold sores, and ninjas, coming up next here on I Want Your Flex.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
5: Burst will tell you what defense is to stream coming up a little later in the podcast. I will give you uh, one reason to start someone and bench someone, but we secede. We, uh, we leave the dance floor because the spotlight is on the one and only Mike Harmon, who said to give us the hot plays for week two of the NFL season. Guys that may not have made Mike's top five, but guys that he really likes in fantasy football this week.
4: Well, we mentioned him a little bit earlier. Baker Mayfield going up against the Bears. Let's get it on. I mean, like he had a, a big week one, in uh, the run game. I think also you look at R- Rashad White, maybe an opportunity here a- against this Bears squad. They're in shambles. There are a lot of pointing fingers and, and fighting. So I think for Tampa Bay coming out of that week one win, feeling a little loose, right? You saw all the great videos of Baker Mayfield uh, making jokes about the Houston Astros and everything else, feeling good. Evans, Godwin and company. Let's get it on. Uh Anthony Richardson going up against Houston. I don't know passing the football week to week how much success we're going to have. He throws a pretty ball. Pittman uh, got involved, but we do know this. He's going to take off and run. Uh, Already banged up in that backfield, Evan Hull. I had to get the obligatory Northwestern guy in. He's already to IR, uh, and I don't think you're going to suddenly give Deion Jackson 25 touches. Nope, Anthony Richardson, so long as he's upright, uh, will be uh, rushing the ball eight to ten times per game. How about Josh Jacobs uh, this week as he goes up against the Buffalo Bills, uh, try to find some level of consistency. And then a late addition, I'm going to stay in that game, more a ninja, but a guy that's going to see – might have gotten dropped in a lot of leagues, Hunter Renfro. Because Jacoby Myers, doubtful with a concussion. So uh, pass opportunities, uh, safety valve kind of situation starts to come in. Amari Cooper going up against that Pittsburgh secondary. Uh, He's got to be, you know, feeding – Feeling pretty good about himself after everybody uh, was chirping a week ago, and you saw what Minka Fitzpatrick, the troubles he had. Uh, I think for Deshaun Watson, uh, they'll they'll go right back at him. And then finally, Keenan Allen. Not just because it'll give our our friend and colleague Steve Desager stats for days to work on. I've seen the uh, the dossier on Keenan Allen. It's about 300 pages. Uh, <laughs> add one more, and his teammate Joshua Kelly again. Austin Eckler. Uh, as we sit and tape this podcast not sure he's going to be able to go dealing with the death of his agent earlier in the week and he's on with an ankle injury uh kelly's still going to have a significant workload regardless
5: i do think that the the chargers titans game uh intriguing on a lot of levels but also just the fact of did you take joshua kelly or did you go after Kyron williams waiver wire this week because it's something we talked about last week which one's going to pay off We'll see if it is Kelly if Eckler is unable to go with that uh, bum ankle.
6: And I do have uh, Kyron Williams, and I don't feel great about it for this week. But, I mean, for the long haul, I I think that it is a a solid investment. Mike, as you mentioned, uh, Anthony Richardson going up against the the Texans. I love the start as well. And it's going to feel ugly. But as as you said, like... Deion Jackson make it work. Zach Moss is back in that backfield, um, and he should be able to go. What does that mean? It's exactly, exactly. Indy Star
5: saying that they expect Moss to get the load of the carries. Yeah, it, in that game
6: against Houston. So he he could very well be a a flexible, um, flexible uh, start uh, at running back as well. Let's get to the cold sores. Now they're not your hot plays. They're the guys you want
5: to stay away from. You don't want to touch. You don't want to see. You don't want to look at. Mike, your cold sores for week two in the NFL. Well,
4: we always go big game hunting, and maybe it's a captain obvious when you see the 38 and a half as the total. By the way, a lot of very low totals here coming up in week two. But yep. uh, Dak Prescott going up against the New York football judge. I have no idea what to expect in this game. I'll be honest, uh, both teams playing a lot of defense Could be a field goal contest Could uh, find the the weak link in the secondary for the Jets I'm not sure I just know that if I drafted Dak Prescott I probably drafted him as a back-end QB1 or high-end QB2, which means the other guy was on my roster was drafted pretty closely thereafter. This is one where I probably lean the other way. Matt Stafford against San Francisco. 45 is your total. Last week was a lot of fun. Uh, Puka Nakua, another one of the waiver-wired darlings. You see a theme here, folks? Another waiver-wired darling coming out of Week 1 on the injury report. Not sure uh, about availability, so we got him there. Uh, you're looking at Javante Williams going up against the Washington Commanders Yeah, I almost said it because I've been just doing a lot of reading of history Because, you know, we've been doing all the uh, This hasn't happened since this time Kind of things after week one in the NFL And that brings up a lot of Joe Gibbs era uh, Kind of stuff But, uh, yeah, for the Denver Broncos I'm curious, uh, against Washington In in this one uh, You could take Russell Wilson uh, With him as well Over or under set at 39 um, so, a, a danger spot there. Uh, Jalen Waddell uh, was an afterthought week one. Maybe he's the guy that feasts if they really try to bracket coverage and get crazy on Tyreek Hill uh, with New England. But, fearful for Tua and company that this is a slower effort along the way.
5: It's, it's crazy to think that in this situation, week two, just take two weeks ago, Jets, Cowboys. I'm salivating. Yeah. Sure. I'm salivating. Jets defense, obviously, but Cowboys defense, I know Bursch was a believer, but I still would have thought, like, man, this is Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, Tony Pollard, Dax, CeeDee Lamb, and the whole deal. And now I am waiting for Jim Nance to be like, in the final from Dallas, 13-3, to Cowboys <laughs> get the win.
4: That defensive touchdown and a bunch of field goals. Yeah, no, I – <laughs> It absolutely could very well be. that. Look, Dallas is favored by nine, so uh, expect some fireworks. And I think everybody's looking for Zach Wilson to give the ball away. And I I guess that's the caveat to to the Dak side of it, guys, you know, to take it further. Is it you you, you live on the Jets side of the field because Zach Wilson can't move the ball and they can't run the ball effectively? So that eventually, you know, the water erodes rock and you get a couple of scores off of that. But do I want to sit for three hours and wait for that to happen and hope that that's going to yeah. happen? No, I think <laughs> I'd rather uh, spend my time elsewhere.
6: Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I'm have I've starting Anthony Richardson over Dak Prescott mm. this week uh, in, in one of my leagues. So, yeah, I've I faced that play. decision, and that's, that, that, that's where I'm going. Well, he mentioned Anthony Richardson
5: in the hot plays. Who didn't Mike mention that maybe could pop up in his ninjas? Let's find out right now. Harmon, our sneaky plays for Week 2.
4: Daniel Jones up against Arizona. Welcome back. Uh, They won't get blitzed like they did by the uh, Cowboys in week one. I'm looking at you, Dable. It's time to steady the ship. Otherwise, uh, you may be floating out uh, to sea really quickly. Uh, Geno Smith going up against Detroit. See what I'm doing? Even though you don't have a single tackle. To play for you, Dan, this week uh, I'm looking for Geno to still be able to put the ball downfield, uh, even if it's uh, you know it gets out of hand a little bit early. I'm hoping for better, cleaner play in Week Two all around the NFL, but certainly from the Seattle Seahawks, one of the teams that we left scratching our heads uh, with in Week One. Damian Pierce going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, that's right. I'm bullish on on, on a Houston side the hell's wrong with me? Uh, Jalen Warren against Cleveland. Look for him to be active in the passing game. Nico Collins going back to that Houston-Indianapolis game. He quitted himself nicely, so I'm looking at, at WR3 with some upside there. Allen Robinson with Deontay Johnson out, focusing on that Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. Uh, again, another robust 38-and-a-half uh, on that one, fellas. Uh, and then let's grab a tight end uh, for Giggles and, and Musgrave uh, going up against Atlanta. A couple of big catches against the Bears. Week one. Uh I think he takes on a larger role. Atlanta likes to play fast, try to get after Jordan Love. Uh so the hot route that we love so much out of Wedding Crashers comes to play here.
5: Yeah, I do wonder what happens with Kenny Pickett, you know, in, in that Monday night affair. Is is it the George Pickens coming out party or is it more of the same? Yeah. And as you mentioned, though Deontay Johnson, curious to see and what Allen Robinson can do if the fresh start will help him, but I mean, I think uh, considering everything that happened in week one, the Pittsburgh Steelers provided uh, maybe led the league in question marks, considering how questionable their performance was against San Francisco.
4: You know, I think that that's it, though, Dan and and Ryan, as we talked about wrapping up week one. I mean, how much can we take away from a lot of these teams that no showed like how much of any script, anything they were going to show us just got thrown out? Yep. Because the game was so out of reach, right? And we watched New England battle back in after giving up the early lead to Philly. So I think we may feel a little better about Matt Jones and such. But beyond that, you had, what, six or seven games that were over, after the first quarter so how much do we really take stock because if if we do then we just need to burn it all and have floating dumpsters down the river right now (laughs) uh
6: and looking at that chiefs jaguars game as well with with the chiefs uh, looking to bounce back i think the fact that you're adding travis kelsey back to the offense um, there should be receivers that actually appear to be startable after after that week one debacle. Yeah. You have Where do you want week. to gamble there, you, <laughs> it's, I Personally, I'm gambling on Rasheed Rice, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Kadarius Tony, given uh, just how much vitriol he has faced over the last that, week, and they kind of use it as a prove-it opportunity for him.
5: That should be a contest here on I Want Your Flex. What Chiefs receiver, <laughs> not tight end, we're talking wide receiver, yes. wins that week? Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll just have like a rotating. Uh, yeah, I mean, heck, we don't even need. We could just you like Rasheed Rice. I don't uh, Harmon maybe thinks Tony's gonna be able to catch the football. I was ready to pick up Justin Ross in every single league of <laughs> right. mine. Um, so we'll see if those guys pan out in the week yeah,
4: two. Yeah, I mean, I would look at Tony, and I had him on my long list as a giant question mark because he was open. He was open for days, yeah. even with no Kelsey. There. Right, he just didn't catch he
5: the ball. <laughs> Uh, and I'm just sitting here thinking of Tony's Pizza Spelled differently mm. uh, <laughs> yes. the, they're, It's an underrated pizza Only for the simple fact of It just doesn't taste like any other Frozen pizza They only give you like five pepperonis on it Which is always weird <laughs> Or all the pepperonis are like off to one side So you have to reposition them on your pizza But Tony's pizza, give the frozen. You could find them in the yes. freezer aisle. Yes.
4: Almost like someone door dashed it to the uh, grocery store <laughs> instead of the normal refrigerated <laughs> truck.
5: It's just like all to one side. <laughs> and like they didn't stay frozen to the pizza. Uh, but not spelled T-O-N-E-Y like Kadarius does. All right, there are your hot, gold, hot plays, cold source, and ninjas for week two from Mike Harmon. Coming up next, Bursch and I put on our hats. Bursch going to tell you what streaming defenses he likes. Plus, I'll give you a reason to start a guy and bench a guy, and we'll wrap this bad boy up. It's I Want Your Flex. He's Mike.
1: That's Ryan. I'm Dan. We'll be back in a sec. All right. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
5: All right, Bursch and I are ready. It is I Want Your flex Hit Mike up at Swollen Dome. Get Burst at Ryan Bersinger and find me, Dan Byer, at Dan Byer on Fox. You got some streaming defenses that you're high on in Week 2.
6: Yes, yes. Now, of course, if you've got a team like the Cowboys, Browns, and Saints, uh, you're playing those. They're all great matchups, but they're all heavily rostered. So we're looking for defenses that, if you are still looking to make a move, probably still available in your leagues. I have a ton of shares of the Giants' defense this week against the Cardinals. Uh, they're still uh, they're only rostered in about 35 percent of leagues, so there's a, a heavily uh, uh, open availability there. But also, you can look the other way in that game, and we had mentioned this uh, in an earlier episode. If you're looking at the Cardinals' defense, who had a great week against the Commanders last week, uh, and they're playing a team that literally didn't score any points last week as well, so um, you could even the Cardinals, I believe, are, are rostered only in five percent of leagues so that's a deep play if you're looking for something and uh, you're looking to change it up Um, I also again like both sides of the Texans Colts game Uh, should be a low scoring affair two rookie quarterbacks uh, both teams can get after it Uh, also the Broncos defense against the the aforementioned commanders who of course uh, uh, gave the Cardinals a great defensive showing last week Uh, the Broncos are a good play as well those are some interesting names if
5: I was in a 30 team fantasy league, I still wouldn't play the Cardinals defense. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, And plus, uh, I think it's Isaiah Simmons, uh, uh, the, the, the Isaiah game. revenge game, the Isaiah Simmons revenge <laughs> That's game. Right. That's right. Here we go. Takes it out on the Cardinals. So maybe the Giants. <laughs> The play is the one to go with. All right. I'm going to continue with that theme, fellas, and I'm going to give you one reason to start. You ready for this? Let's go. Lions defense. Now, I know that Lions defense are probably uh picked up by some teams. Mike alluded to this earlier. The Seahawks are going to be down both their starting tackles. I when I say I give you one reason, I try to stick to one reason. That would be my reason. But it's also a huge revenge game, something that we touched on in this podcast. you like, revenge? Why would the Lions have revenge? I think the Lions are trying to find uh, any way that they can continue to have a chip on their shoulder. Now that they are the favorites in the NFC North by um, a bunch of people, now they've got that win from Kansas City. How can people look at us and think that we are the underdog? And it was the Seahawks who kept the Lions from making the playoffs last year. Seattle went to Detroit, won a game in about week four last year, a high-scoring affair, and that was what keep, or kept Detroit from making it to the postseason. I think the Lions remember that. They are my give-you-one-reason-to-start-the-Lions defense this week. So, Look at that. Yeah, even going against my Seahawks, yeah, I think that they are staring 0-2 <laughs> right in the face. Absolutely. As for giving-you-one-reason-to-bench-a-guy, I know that there was a lot of hype, but the team that I picked to win the AFC or NFC South were the Atlanta Falcons, and not only with their run game, but they added pieces on defense, and those pieces made headlines in week one. I'm benching Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers off of that three-touchdown affair. There's... Likely no Aaron Jones. Watson's health is obviously still a question. I'd be shocked to see either of them at the time of this recording for that game. And now you're in a ground-and-pound game where the over-under is, uh, you know, what, hovering around 40? Yep. Yeah, yeah, benching Jordan Love after his three-touchdown performance in Week 1.
4: Yeah, well, we look at the the board as a whole to extrapolate on that. You've only got one game that's crossed the fifty threshold this week. That's Kansas City Jacksonville. A lot sitting in the high thirties, very low forties. A lot of thirty nine and thirty nine and a halfs on the board, Dan. So uh, definitely one one we're looking at. And then for Jordan Love, yeah, it's it's one of those like I, I had Musgrave as a as a ninja. Like he can perform in the uh, the quarterback does nothing, right? I I get a couple of nice passes down the seam uh, and a couple of dump-offs because you're trying to help uh, A.J. Dillon in the run game. But, yeah, this is uh, definitely a danger spot. I picked Atlanta to win the division, uh, as I did Green Bay on their side. So something's got to give here in Week 2.
5: All right, there it is, our I Want Your Flex podcast. I hope you are set for Week 2. Now, I may have lied in earlier episodes. We've come into some issues here and there. There may not be a new episode every day, but we are going to try to load as much content as we can for you. So we encourage you to subscribe so you can get those downloads automatically on your phone. And uh, it would be a welcome treat if you can uh, do that for us. And hopefully it's a welcome treat for you when you wake up and get the uh, the new podcast on your phone. Or if you're driving home from work and the podcast pops up as well. All right, fellas. Week two, we will talk to you in the aftermath. Sound good? Let's oh, yeah. get it on. for Mike Carmen and Ryan Bershinger. I'm Dan Byerts. But I want your flex.